Hey, everybody, and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and as per usual, I'm joined by international tastemaker and Instagram lifestyle correspondent, Jacob Jeffries, and this week we're talking about Disney kids, Martians, Kardashians, Pink's Black Period, and everybody's eyebrows. We're so raven, we're unemployable. Let's get started. How's it going? It's early. It's uh, the early hours of the day for you. Yes, the crack of time. This is even the early hours of the day for me. So yeah. it's time to wake up. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. See, you, <laughs> you got coffee in your hand. Woo! That's what I'm missing. Yeah. That's what I That's need. That's right. Yeah. Got a little caffeine. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How's your um, weekend been? Pretty good. Uh, well, we, we started the night off last night with a pink retrospective of course oh i love it just kind of like uh, lighting a candle for black pink you know yeah she really only lasted that one album but it was so good it was so good she only lasted one album cycle giving us the r&b pink yeah and hood it was great you know i get a little misty when i think about that but that i I do enjoy myself some black pink i mean there you go looking so pitiful i did i was watching a super cut of um just all of her sassy like neck swinging and finger wagging in the video for there you go and it's so satisfying Uh back when she was doing like that that hard r&b choreo yeah that that those were the days those were definitely the days you know in looking back at that, I don't know, but they really tried to up her urban factor. But Pink kind of has had like a little black girl nose. So, I mean, I think it could be very easy to misidentify Pink as a sister. Right. And She's I think that's what L.A. Reid zeroed in on. He's like, you know, I know exactly what to do with this. We're going to dye your hair yes. pink, put you in a gap mm-hmm. turtleneck. <laughs> And a cat suit and a motorcycle. And, and, there, and there you go. And there you go. He's like, those nostrils flare just a little bit more than your average yeah. average white girl. Urban flare. So, yeah, it started off with a, a, a little pink, a pink ditty. And then, of course, that sort of went on to, Lord, it went to Whitney Houston singing I Have Nothing Live in 1994 in South Africa, which mm. is an incredible Tour de Force performance. That is. I will one-up you with that Whitney Houston performance. Have you seen the one? I think it's at the American Music Awards where she performs a medley of um, Porgy and Bess, uh, oh. Dreamgirls, um, I'm Not Leaving, into what? I Have Nothing. She's wearing oh, like no. this velvet uh, ball gown, this like velvet superhero outfit. She's got a, a beehive updo. Um She's introduced by Will Smith and Reba McIntyre. It's excellent. She was rocking a velvet ensemble, like a full-length uh, gold velvet uh, evening gown. And then she topped it off with, a, of course, a, a gold velvet turban. Of course. And she had just, just a little bit of bang coming out. Believe me, I know this performance well. I've seen mm-hmm. them all. The thing mm-hmm. I love about... Um, live performance Whitney Houston is that she always brings a ball gown and she always wears like a wristwatch. Oh, she's got like a Timex on. Yeah. Cause she's, she's keeping time. She is. Time is, time is money and time she wants to see the receipts. <laughs> so, I mean, that was incredible. Um, and it just kind of kept going on. Now, mind you, we had somewhere to be, but once you get into that YouTube black hole, there is just no stopping you, you know? And then we went to do, we, we watched uh, this clip uh, from Sweet Charity. It's called, I think it's called Old Man's Frug, but it, that is the basis of what Beyonce... Get me bodied. Her get me bodied. So, of course, it went into get me bodied, right? Right. And then we fell into a B-Day coma, oh, and it was like, get me bodied, green light. It, it just kept going. It kept going. But finally, like, we peeled ourselves away from the televisions. But, it, it, you know, that's a good way to start the night. Anyway, so, yeah, that, that's how my... That's how my weekend kicked off. My Columbus Day weekend started off. Um, so what's happening? What's happening in the world? What's happening on the web? You what's know, happening? that's a good question. I'm going to let you take the lead. 
Where do we start? Um, I think it really all begins with Justin Bieber's package. That was really the big the big news this week. I mean, everybody lost their minds. He's like, he's been seen on the beach or naked. Yeah, and Bora Bora. We have the photos. mm -hmm, Someone used the Hubble telescope to to zoom in on his business while he was on vacation and check out his situation while he was out. You know, at sandals. On the sandals vacation, nope. you know. Of course, my no like, privacy. My initial reaction was like, okay, this is totally staged, and I'm not going there. I'm I'm not gonna feed into your clickbait. This is not gonna, you know, spawn me to go ahead and listen to your crappy album. And I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do wow. it. Wow, hard fast opinions. And how long did that last before you submitted to clickbait? Two minutes, and I <laughs> clicked on the black box to see the uncensored version, and I was like, oh. Oh. Uh-huh. oh, hello, oh. Oh. oh, and then I was like, I'm not following for this. <laughs> well, you blew out the speakers. Anyway, you know what? Fine, G- good for you. I- I'm still not convinced that still not buying your album. I still got to check, but you know, I'm like, I'm not convinced that those photos are real. Let me take another quick look, looky loo. Why um, would no, you think uh, that they're not real? I don't know. I just feel like they're he... not particularly flattering, well, except for that one. They're not that, yeah. They're not all that flattering. Everyone, like, cool your jets. Cool your jets, people. And I also think that there's always been this sort of, like, Photoshop or controversy with him. Remember the whole Calvin Klein ad where people were saying that they enhanced his, like, body and his muscles and his his bulge? So, uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past them for orchestrating this, you know, intimate moment, you know, and and using it uh, as sort of PR for to promote his his new album that comes out like next week. What is it called? It's um, called like a promise. You know, something something crazy <laughs> like that. Something tender. So, uh, well, he's threatening to tender. sue everybody on the internet that published those pictures, and they're actually kind of hard to find. I hadn't seen that, and be, to mm-hmm. prep for this, I felt like I, I had to do my diligence, and mm-hmm. I went looking for it, and it was oh, hard to course. come up yes. with. I had really? to do I'm a few sure. I, I, internet uh, maneuvers. You had to do a couple. All right. Yeah. You had to go to like some sort of like outlet in, in Taiwan. I had the back channel. To access these photos, right? You had to go to the back channels. Hacking. I called Carrie Washington. <laughs> and she came in with a bounce. Yeah. yeah she came in with a bounce and a fistful of negatives. And she's like, it's handled. <laughs> and I said, not by me. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, you. great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was that. Um, you know, really not, not, not super duper impressed. I still think it's, it's a whole plotting the plan and the ploy uh, just to try to keep him in in the in the news and I, well yes I'm sure he's so upset about the photos getting out that right. he's going to be quote unquote suing everyone but Kim Kardashian was really upset about her sex tape leaking too and look where that got her. yeah so, exactly you know America's nothing... first family although his father had did you see that tweet that his father sent out yeah it was something like uh Hey, hey, son! Because obviously <laughs> yeah. Justin Bieber's that father is from like, <laughs> like uh, you know, Kentucky. He was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, he son!" Shouts his tweets, right? All all in caps, full caps, bold, bold, underlined, you know, mm-hmm. italicized. <laughs> hey, son, what do you feed that thing? And it was like hashtag proud pop. That's like the creepiest thing ever. This is the Pop, creep, don't that's ever... worse than the pictures. He should be suing his father <laughs> for that response. He should really be suing that dad for that. That's some like weird Duggar stuff there. But um, yeah, I mean, like, who, who? What parent like praises their kids' junk? That's just weird. A good parent. A good parent. A responsible parent. I guess so. Um, I, I forget. Did what was Chris Jenner's response to Kim sex tape? She promoted the crap out of that thing. Got them a distrib- distribution right. deal. She, she put out a press release and got it on, you know, the AP wire. But she was still scandalized all at the same time. So yeah, of yeah. course, she's a victim. She was torn. She was torn. She was Natalie. Um, Imbruglia. <laughs> she was Natalie. Yeah. She was Imbrugliaed. <laughs> we were all Imbrugliaed. Yeah, we Imbrugliaed. <laughs> Well, in other Bieber news or like Bieber centric news in the Bieber world, his his ex Amor Selena Gomez just released her new album, Revival. And this one you did download. You love it. 
I did download it. And this is the thing. Oh, it, it really frustrates me because I, whenever her stuff is on the radio, I'm like, I, I just do a little bop. I'm like, okay, hmm. This is kind of giving me like, like some, some like smooth, like, you know, Euro poppy, like Inya, Inya sensations. Sure. And then I come to realize it's her and I'm like, oh, I can't get, I can't get into that. I'm too old for this. And she's too young, you know, for this, you know, it's so weird that she's now coming into her own as an adult, but I can't see her as an adult. She's got like that little cherubic baby face and Mm -hmm. it just always kind of creeps me out a little bit yeah i don't know if she's ever going to grow into her head she's tried a number of different hairstyles she's taller now i mean she's not a wizard from waverly place anymore she's not on the disney channel i think this is her first album that is not associated with disney i think i read that somewhere Um, i've only heard a couple i've only heard a couple songs from it for me she always her songs are fine um even the one she's had out before, like that Love You Like a Love song. She's had a couple like little snappy hits that aren't bad. For me, they just always have this generic could-be-anybody quality. It, she has like the all of the charisma of a Katie Holmes. That's true. I mean, she is kind of vanilla in that sense. But maybe I'm just kind of like desperate and grasping at straws just for any sort of like pop beats. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I find myself frustratingly so enjoying some of her music and that new single that she just released uh, i think it's called same old love song it gives me kind of like a kylie minogue feel um and i like it but then i see the video or then i see her face and i'm like oh this is a child (laughs) this is a a baby this is a baby you know well (laughs) you know when she first came out onto the scene and she um she had that that first single what was that thing she was performing on the VMAs? I think mm, that doesn't uh, sound right. Oh, come and get it! Remember that? Oh, right. Remember that song? Let's play a little bit of it, shall we? Let's uh, go yeah. back. Let's have a Selena Gomez retrospective. It'll take us two minutes. It'll, have it'll take one us one second. remember that one she performed at the vmas there was this big hubbubaloo about it because i think that there was a sort of uh, question of cultural appropriation because she was wearing a bendy yada yada but then you know she had like all these sexualized moves all at the same time she had like the cabbage patch kid face i'm like that doesn't match up i'm like put some toes <laughs> on baby so that didn't really work for me i mean so maybe she will grow into the head i i think she's she's you know She's 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 still got some ways to go. That's always the balancing act they try to pull off with these new like young pop ingenue types is that they try to sexualize them just the right amount for their first album. Like it's the mm-hmm. old like Britney Spears tropes. She was fifteen when Baby One More Time came out and she was wearing that Catholic schoolgirl outfit right. with like yeah, and then her the boobs top. like grew her boobs like grew two cup sizes and she's like, Oh y'all, I'm just drinking milk. Exactly. Like, no, that's not that's not milk. I'm innocent that's- but sexual. That's a saline solution you drink in boo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I you know, and, and this is sort of like a part of the 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 pop the pop star playbook, right? You especially when you're coming out of Disney, right? They have to uh, liberate themselves sexually. Yeah. And they come out in like, you know, a full like uh thong leotard and they're right around on stage and they hate their parents and they're they're free. Right. And it's, which sparks this conversation, this endless, like, recycled conversation about how young is too young. And, you know, these, these, we shouldn't be sexualizing these young girls, but it seems like they are sexualizing themselves. Well, right. They press that button. But, you know, I will say that out of all of them that have come along recently, um, Selena Gomez seems a little bit more modest and demure, and she's kind of taking the higher road if there is a road to take she's taking uh, the road less that, traveled that's true especially is. compared and i always sort of paired the two together demi lovato who is on the complete opposite she's got she's on the complete opposite oh speaking of her did you see 
the Vanity Fair spread where she's bared her all. Yeah, again and again. She's been naked I all don't lot. need to see that pancake booty no more. Okay, let's not body shame Demi Lovato. She's got okay, no, plenty right, right. of... It's all about empowerment. It's all about empowerment. Totally, and there are plenty of I'm other totally, reasons to shame her. There are a lot of other reasons to shame her. She's not a very nice person, P.S. So, P.S., that's know, what I'm always saying. And I feel like I get tired of hearing myself say this, but I will always jump at the opportunity to slam Demi Lovato because she's yeah, a hypocrite. Yeah, because I'm not here for it. I'm not I'm here, here for, for that. For me, she's the female Chris Brown. She's always been the female Chris Brown. And it bugs me that she gets to be this role model for like anti-bullying and self-esteem when she's never taken responsibility for the old her own shit that she's pulled. Like she punched that girl in the face on the plane. She, punched, she sucker punched that girl on the plane. Yeah, because she, she had the drug problem and this other girl blew the whistle, but she was effing up the tour. Oh, I thought she took her peanuts or something. <laughs> well, that changes things. That changes things a bit. I might have to. I might have to bitch slap somebody too. No, I mean, you know, she's always talking about loving yourself and you know self acceptance, but she's not very nice to people. And you know, well, I have. <laughs> oh, I have a little insider scoop on her. Oh, really? No, well, not that much, but I. I she was like working with one of my friends and she was not very nice to your them. friend Selena so, Gomez my friend Selena Gomez no uh you know so she's kind of got like a, a, an edge to her that's not very not very not very nice right like she's it. got a two-faced personality and it's not surprising um and you know what I I get it that's fine you don't have to be the nicest person in real life you don't have to be nice to every person you come across but you can be a decent person. But yeah, just the way that she handled that thing. Chris Brown is consigned to a lifetime of villainy. He's never going to be forgiven for what he did to Rihanna. And I'm not going to excuse that behavior, but it's like Demi Lovato pulled the same thing and she comes back and she's this angel role model for girls and for women and self-esteem and believing in yourself. And it's like, you haven't addressed any of your issues. Chris Brown, at least, you know, he went to jail. He did community service. He's apologized publicly. He's been to rehab. He's done. If we are supposed to be able to rehabilitate people who have made mistakes and give them a second chance. I feel like he's done everything he can do. I mean, he still makes boneheaded decisions. Right. What has she done? She went to rehab for exhaustion and eating disorders, and she came back and took no responsibility for any of like the actual criminal stuff that she pulled. I don't know. I'm just not buying it. I ain't buying yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. And obviously, she has an album to promote, like everyone else does. And you know, she's admitted to suffering from eating disorders in the past and str- struggling with body confidence issues and being a victim of bullying and all of these things. And she always brings the in the name of self promotion. And now she's done mm-hmm. this spread for Vanity Fair where she's like, okay, I want to do essentially like a nude photo shoot. Um, tasteful nudes, but the condition is that she doesn't want any makeup, she doesn't want any special lighting, and she doesn't want any retouching. Fine. She lost some weight. Her body looks She also doesn't good. want herself. She doesn't want her own body in it. She's yeah, like, she doesn't. Want body. Yeah, she's one. I want a body double, but I don't, you want, right. I don't want you to retouch her. Just put my head on it. Anyway. But it's anyway, funny that she's yeah. not, she didn't, she wasn't accepting her body in the same way like a year ago when she was like 30 pounds heavier. Right. And, but the thing is, too, is she's, she's coming out. She's got her new single. And did you see her at the MTV Video Awards? Yes, I did. I, I mean, I can, I, uh, listen, I can get behind someone being body positive and confident in, in what they, in, being in the skin that they're in. But her outfit choices <laughs> are not doing. You can't support her wardrobe that body positions. Any sort of justice. It, it's really actually canceling out any sort of body positivity because those outfits were damn right <laughs> offensive. <laughs> And no one should have been wearing that. She had like a, a, of course, like it looked like an old discarded Beyonce tour leotard that was four sizes too small and some very, very high latex or, you know, pleather boots. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was, it was unfortunate. Yeah. And, you know, I actually think that she has, she has a really good, she's a great studio voice, but whenever she sings live, it really, it, it kills it for me. All right. You guys didn't see the look on my face, but it was like, you know, <laughs> not impressed. I was no. Not impressed no. with a, a live Demi performance. Mm-mm. Well, I Mm-mm. I did see her at the VMAs. I couldn't distinguish if she was singing live or to a track. Um, 
I just remember the few times I've seen her trying to sing the national anthem, and you know how we feel about that song. Leave it to a professional. <sighs> Leave it to the pros, people. Yeah. Don't don't get up there and think it's just going to be like an easy walk in the park, and then you get yourself caught out there, and you're embarrassing your not only yourself. But America, our nation and our country. Right. Mm -hmm. You totally just you screwed everything up. So, like, yeah, don't 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 try to don't try to go that your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what else are we talking about? <laughs> and how? Mm -hmm. Well, we've covered and all the Disney kids. We gotta, we've gotten through all the Disney kids. Yeah. Whatever happened to well, whatever happened to Demi's little sister? Remember when she was on Des uh, Desperate Housewives? She was the chubby little girl. She was Eva Longoria's oh, chubby Oh, yeah, that's that right. That was Demi Lovato's sister. Where's well, she at? Demi Lovato probably shamed her out of the entertainment industry. Wouldn't it be yeah. funny if her little sister was the one really singing on Demi's album? Like, and Demi's oh, my goodness. It was like a Martha like Wars situ situation. I was going to say that. Like a Weather Girl situation. <laughs> a CNC music factory. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would actually be kind of funny. And just, just like thinking of that little girl with her like cute chubby cheeks having that like powerful <laughs> voice. That'd be great. Oh, she should take oh. her on tour. I know. Uh, that's, a, that's a behind the music I, I, I want to see. Free, Frida Lovato opens up about <laughs> her life in the shadow of Demi. Okay. Is that her name, Frida? I, I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> oh, well, no, we did. Have, we haven't covered all of the Disney kids in the news this week because Raven Simone also oh, showed her ass. damn it, Raven. We could oh. do a whole segment, a whole episode on we, Raven Simone. I mean, we could really just and, take a, a – like every single offensive thing that she said since she's been on The View which is could every take us about two hours to says. cover. Yeah. So what it's did so she say frustrating, though. Like why – I mean, obviously she has – lost her psychic abilities from the show that's the raven because she would yes. have been able to tell that she would be in a lot of hot water for saying the things that she says i mean every time i hear her it just makes me say this down, down, down. <laughs> that yeah. anyway it, it really upsets me and i what what does she say now? What does she say now? What well, say? I, first of all, I don't know why they were talking about this particular thing because the YouTube video they were referencing is like five years old, I think. There's this these two kids doing a supercut mm -hmm. of um, ghetto names, and they run down a list of the fifty most ghetto names, and their names like Latoya and Shanene and Panquiqui, and some of them are really funny, like Congratulashela. Congratulashela, I, I do use a Congratulashela because that's a good name. That's uh, a good name. And, and what was the other one? Grape, grape juice, Asia? Grape juice, like Kuladria and <laughs> Watermelandria. You know, there's some, there's some good ones in there, but I like that the number one ghetto name that they picked is Courtney. <laughs> um, That's right. But it's so strange. Like, what? Who was the producing team on The View that they, they're taking that old-ass YouTube clip from, like, seven years ago and right. making this a hot topic? It was, like, That's the topic. first YouTube clip ever. Ever. It's like, it's me, it, the first, two, the, it was me in the zoo, and then it was... Charlie bit my finger, and then the top Char where to get our names. Right. Um, but yeah, so after they showed this little clip, Raven comes on and she's like, you know what, and there is something in the name, because I wouldn't hire a person with a name like, with like, Watermelandria. I wouldn't hire a person who has a ghetto name. And she said, let's not call it racism, let's call it discrimination, because that's a better term which I don't, who's like drawing, it's a distinction without a difference. But she's saying, I would not hire a person with a name like that. And where does she get off of all people? Raven Simone, she dresses like a boxcar tramp and she's named like a Marvel superhero. Her name sounds like a combination energy drink and a sleep aid. And she's talking about, I'm not going to hire this person with a weird name. Wait, how dare you? It's got an how accent that you, she woman. doesn't pronounce. It's like a, a, a crazy, like, Aller Edgen Poe polyhyphenate. Right. I mean, it's like, don't call Catalicia black <laughs> or whatever. And don't give her you know a job. And <laughs> don't give her a job. Mm -hmm. But you can't go out doing that. That's so hypocritical. You know, some media outlets are reporting that after this latest gaffe that she's getting the axe from the show. Well, then uh, on top of that, too, her dad has come out publicly and has said she said some stupid ass shit yeah like even your father that was funny 
Um, and he, I guess, felt like he needed to say something because he's trying to sell a book. And I guess the dumb shit that she's been saying on The View has been causing people not to buy his book about how to raise like a successful young person with self-esteem or something like that. So I don't really his- know what the- yeah, he's okay, like, you so know what? I haven't managed her career in 10 years. That has nothing to do with me. She's a grown-ass woman making grown-ass mistakes, and she says dumb shit. Her mom and I love her, but she's making, she's saying dumb stuff, and that's on her. And he's like, buy, buy my, my book. book. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so he's on his, like, Matthew Knowles. Actually, I went to his, um, his book website, signing. too, and he's, <laughs> I went to his book signing. I got his autograph, and I also got some of my own special Raven Simone upside down eyebrows <laughs> to, to place on my forehead. No, um, yeah, he's got a lot going on here. He's, I, I, it's, it's apparent he's no longer managing her career, and he's looking for another um, financial opportunity here because he's selling Herbalife. He's got some Herbalife. He's got, he's also got Dreamcatchers on here. He's selling some dream catchers. He's a health and wellness consultant. He's also a diabetes spokesperson. Oh, boy. He's got jobs. He's got diabetes. That, I think, would be an interesting reality series. If you look at um, not just the child stars, but the parents who manage them after, the, after they get fired from the children. Right. Well, that's a good How do they make show. a life? Mm-hmm. How do they pay like, the bills? It's like, momagers, when the spotlight falls. <laughs> yes, because they're not keeping up their word perfect skills. They're not taking computer classes. And if you take 10 years off of your life to go manage your, your child into stardom, when they decide yeah. that they need to take the reins and control their own careers, what are you going to do if they're not going to take care of you? Or what are you going to do when yeah. they go off the rails like Lindsay Lohan uh, and they can't sustain the lifestyle you've become accustomed to? Yeah, you better get a QuickBooks uh, seminar going. You better try to figure something out. Well, speaking of other child stars or showbiz families that are trying to parlay their fame into some sort of new money-making opportunity, yeah, the Jacksons are back. The Jacksons, well, some are of back. the Jacksons, the Jacksons. Well, the Jacksons have always been around, but the Jacksons are back in their delusional spotlight. And it, this time it's Tito's kids. Tito's kids are back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you remember them? There yes, I do. Boys. I do. I remember 3T. I certainly do. Don't ask me to sing the song because I don't quite remember that. But I remember that they happened. I also remembered that I think TJ Eyebrows was dated uh, Kim Kardashian and is rumored to be the, the guy that she lost her virginity to. There's no video of it, I don't think. She saved that for really? Ray J. But, uh, yeah, they were. <laughs> well, you never know. They might go back into the old archives and find something. No, we ha- you d- stay tuned for the season finale of the Jackson Next Generation on Lifetime. <sighs> so, yeah, so uh, the, the Jackson's Next Generation, they're on Lifetime. It's the three of them. And actually... It's it's the three of them who are the 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 main the main stars of the show, and um, Blanket and Prince Jackson also make cameo appearances in this. Does Blanket speak? Um, okay, Blanket doesn't speak, oh, and still. that's that's for the best. You know, I feel so bad for poor old Blanket. There's a scene where they're all like hanging out by a campfire. They they went camping, um, and uh, they're all talking about trying to rewrite. Uh, the wrongs of uh, the lies of history. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, boy. And uh, Blanket is just like sitting there with like a blank stare. And it's just so melancholy looking. I, I feel so sorry for this kid. He's like, just get me the hell out of this. Family. <laughs> yeah. I always, he's always, he's had the same <laughs> sullen look since he was born, since he was dangled from that well, balcony you, in well, Britain. That's what I was going to say. You'd be kind of pissed off too. If your, if your daddy hang you huh? you out of the balcony at, at, at like three months you know yeah. i'd be pissed too never recover um does he still I, have that like deep side never, part he always looked like selma hayek to me maybe that is that who contributed the dna selma? <laughs> i don't know theme. i always imagined <laughs> i always imagined him uh having the voice of uh stewie griffin <laughs> from family guy <laughs> Right? It's like these idiots. <laughs> Probably. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they're they're hanging around the campfire. I mean, the basic premise of the show is that uh, three trying to 
make a comeback uh, into the music game. And of course, my first question is comeback. You were never there to begin with. How are you going to come back? Oh, snap. Where you, there's no, there was no spotlight. Well, there no, they FC. sold 3 million copies of their first album. Okay, they well, sold like 3 million in Japan. But maybe. in terms of. And I don't know if that's 3 million shipped or 3 million actually sold. Exactly. And how many copies some, did Michael Jackson buy? Yeah, there's some backstock in the old Woolworth somewhere because no one <laughs> bought that album. But I watched it anyway because I'm just fascinated. Just, I tried uh, to get through it. I tried to get through it because I was really interested in some like morbid, can't look away kind of fashion. I, I was curious to see what they were up to um, but i couldn't get through it i got through maybe 20 minutes of it and i was like i have to turn this off yeah what point did you turn your television off at um when they were i think it's in the car ride with tj and his son oh. or his nephew or something and they're talking he's like how did he know i was with kim kardashian and of course right. he's a 15 year old boy he's in the girl he's in the girls and he looks stuff up right. on the internet i'm like uh. and so he knows about my my relationship with kim yeah i wonder how many times the kardashians are going to be brought up on the show i'm gonna go with 50 sure probably 50 times I'm 50 times hear, per episode hear about kim kardashian but um like I was really there solely just to, to look and be fascinated by all the crazy hairstyles that are going on on the show. I mean, it yes. seems like they invaded like the SNL wig closet mm-hmm. from like a, a Keenan and Kel's sketch <laughs> and, and just all they all they all are donning these crazy dudes. Like, I mean, the oldest brother, I think his name is Taj, has like a micro braid. He does. He has a micro situation. braid like Bob. He looks like Maxine Shaw, attorney at law from Living Single. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And I mean, so that's, that's a good that's look. It's just it's not a good look for a man not a good in 2015. Look. And there's a lot of like like growth at the root. So it just looks it looks it looks like a mess. Um, and then there's the other brother, Tyrell. Who I'm glad you have their of, names straight because I, I, I well I don't know because you know by by the end of the show I was like wait a minute Jafar and then Jumanji I was all messed right. up by the end. Your Majesty, I, I those are that, Jermaine's kid. I don't know. Well, okay. Now there's a whole other thing. Like, of course, I went into sort of a Wikipedia Jackson family tree black hole after watching it because do you remember that Jermaine? ended up marrying Randy's wife who he had two kids with. Yeah, and then they all lived in the you know, house that that mansion still. Right? Right. So, yeah, so so Catherine okay, so approved here we go, of everything. Everybody. So, first off, this woman, I think her name is Angela. I think her name is Angela. Anyway, so Angela was with Her name is Congratulations. <laughs> so, Waterman Water, Watermelon Drella was with Randy. <laughs> no. Um, so they were together first, and they had two kids. And then she decided, don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> and then she went to Jermaine, and she ended up marrying him and then having and having kids with him. And then they all moved into the house together, and it was just some crazy big love shit. Uh, so that in itself, I'm like, okay, I need to kind of like suss out who's who and whose daddy is who, who's the uncle, you know, with that whole situation. But um, – I don't know. So the whole premise of the show is 3T trying to make a comeback. They haven't released an album in like 15 years. I mean, these men are 40 years old. Yeah. yeah, They're 40 years old. They are 40 to 50 pounds overweight. 40 to 50 pounds overweight. One of them has big moon face. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of thyroid condition. I don't think you can go on the road like that. You should stay home and take care of your medical situation. Uh, the other one is a little bit overweight and so mad at you. he needs to hit the gym. But he's okay, so they're taking a page from Braxton Family Values because he's, he's the chubby one. He's like, uh, what, what's her name? She was from Baltimore. Tracy. And, anyway, Tracy. 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 Yeah, so there's a Tracy in this. I, I guess they're trying to take a page from Braxton Family Values. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's like, but they don't have a Tony and, to work with. They don't have a Tony they don't to have attach a Tony. to. Well, I guess the Tony is like the, you know, 
Michael Jackson's spirit, right? Right. Because everyone's always talking about. They're gonna have to hologram him in. I'd listen. I would not be surprised if there's a hologram moment on the last episode. They should. You know what they should do? (laughs) (laughs) They should just re-record like Dynasty or Destiny. What was that Jackson album? with all the Jackson brothers, not Jackson five album where they all had shiny suits and they sang, can you feel it? Oh, that was one of my favorite music videos of all time. And they all like become like giants and Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, high fiving each other with like the stars and the glitter and all that stuff. Glitter and like Jerry curl juice everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Soul glow, just like, you know, raining down on the Hills of Calabasas. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't they just go ahead and redo that? I'm not surprised. They probably will because, I, I, of course, I did a little 3T uh, Vivo research, and their last video, which Michael Jackson did a cameo in, they basically got onto the You Are Not Alone set. They broke up into the You Are Not Alone <laughs> set and, 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 and just shot their video there. So uh, I wouldn't put it past them to go ahead and recycle. Just to dig up his body magic. and do a little weekend at Bernie's. Musical tribute with Michael Jackson. Not at all. Not that's, at all. That's what they're no. gonna do. I wouldn't put it past them. I did, It's like just, just leave it to the professionals. Leave it to Janet to carry on uh, Michael's legacy. She'll like, take care of you. She'll send you a PS, modest check. Right. And P.S. There have been twelve other Jacksons in front of you that have tried to follow in Michael's footsteps. To still trying. It's still trying. Zero Except success, for Marlon. Okay? I think Marlon works at Avon's in like Newport Beach. He's packaging. Yeah, he's packaging ramen noodles at a, at Avon somewhere. I mean, but like if LaToya has not broken the top 40, what makes you think you're going to break it too? If LaToya can't do it, nobody can. It, yeah, exactly. She's if the LaToya Jackson family band leader. Right. So bye, bye Taj. Yeah. Bye Terrell. But you know that um that centipede is my jam though. So Reby Reby can have a comeback. Reby can come back. Right she Reby can just have a re-release. Let's let's hear some centipede. Yes. Three T. If they could, um, they should just hook up with the Braxtons because they all have those T names. They could just be like, they should change their last name from Jackson to Braxton, and then they could have a tour. Jabraxton. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Jabraxton Jackson already. So are we still on Three T world? Uh, I, I think we covered Three T. I think we did it. I think we did it. That I mean, this is the, for Three T. This is as much publicity as they're going to get. You're welcome. Lifetime. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you can send a check in the mail. They're not going to send a check. They're going to send you a bill. They're going to send you a bill, and they're going to try to sue you. It, they can send me an autographed copy of Kristen Wiig's Lifetime movie, because I love that. <laughs> did you Did you actually see that? I did see it. I loved it. It was really, really good. I wanted to see it. I never got around to it. Once everybody started complaining that it wasn't funny, I was like, uh... Well, it was it was played like really super super straight, but yeah. you can't help but giggle at Kristen, even when she's trying to be serious. And you know, actually, that brings us to another topic, which is I don't know. Did you go see The Martian this weekend? I didn't get to The Martian, but everyone is loving that movie. Everyone's loving it. It's like killing at the box office. And Kristen Wiig is actually in the movie in a serious dramatic role. Yeah, well, well she kind of still time. plays like the the comedic, you know, foil. Um, but it's so hard when you see her in a, in like a drama because like it, like when she came into like the first five minutes um, of, of the scene, you can't help but think that Kristen Wiig is playing like a comedic character for right, SNL. Right. So there's always I think she's always going to have that um hurdle to cross is she an astronaut or a scientist who does she play in the movie she plays the rover no um (laughs) she actually plays the publicist uh the pr person at at nasa and of course um as you know um the there was a um a mission to mars in which matt damon and uh his crew or actually he's not even he's like he he plays just a regular astronaut um, but they're on a space mission to Mars. 
Um, and during the mission, they're like walking out on the planet and there's a, this crazy windstorm that, that comes through and he gets separated from the rest of the crew and they believe that he's dead. So they get the hell out of Dodge and they blast off and they leave Matt Damon's dead ass hmm. on Mars or what, or they except, think guess that what? Matt Damon has died, but except mm-hmm. guess what? He didn't die. He didn't and so die. He ends up being marooned on Mars, and he's got to figure out a way to survive um, for four years because I think that's when the next mission uh, to, to to Mars is is set to arrive on the planet. So we basically find him in kind of a castaway situation. He's there by himself. He of course um, uses all of his technical and science, scientific knowledge to set up a TV um, station stuff on the planet, mm-hmm. <laughs> set up a TV station. Well, he does video blog. So he starts his own blog. He starts a blog. That's um, what you do. Of course. Cause the first thing that you do when you're uh, stranded anywhere is, is establish is a Wi-Fi own, connection, get your Wi-Fi connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just start like, you know, sparking up some rocks, set up your Wi-Fi, and then start blogging. Yeah, no, so, just gotta yeah. stay busy. Find a way to stay busy. Tweet your recipes. Just keep yourself busy. Yeah. Don't even worry about not having any food. Just, Start a just lifestyle about brand. The stuff that you like. That's what you do. <laughs> right. Um, well, he did kind of start a. Well, he used poop, not goop. Um, he okay. ends up growing potatoes. I I would not fare very well if I were in his shoes. Like there is nothing remotely scientific or MacGyver esque about me. I would be like. I would have eaten all the space ice cream, <laughs> like, like all like three months worth on the first on the first day. We'd be, we'd all, so there would have been no like, portion no control, laughing. none of there that. There would have been no, none at all. There would have been no Jennifer Hudson, uh, Lean Cuisine, Weight Watcher situation for me. I would have mm-hmm. eaten all that ice cream because it was delicious. <laughs> um, and I mean, I, it would have basically been a rat for me after two weeks because you know <laughs> you would have had... i would just be like dead i would be like dead. i wouldn't even <laughs> potatoes i would not have planted potatoes like you would have found me with like uh you know like the remnants of like bacon soda volcanoes and like uh those like little paper fortune teller things like that's all i could make you like, would have that's had all I could just have enough energy like, to, to write in the sand in huge letters you forgot me and it collapsed <laughs> exactly. as the exclamation point. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get six feet, no less like um, 100 million miles back to Earth. You know, I'm like, okay. it, jet propulsion, I don't know. It would be like, I'd be putting like Mentos in the Coca-Cola bottle and trying to like, you know. <laughs> to shake to it up. And try to, to get lift, I'm trying, trying to, to achieve like, escape velocity. Anything. That's as far as my MacGyverness would have would have taken me and yeah i wouldn't have gotten far at all mm. but dead on arrival um anyway gross as poopy potatoes there is one scene where he looks like uh missy misdemeanor elliot in the i can't stand the rain video i think it's he's using some sort of like uh you know astro blanket to keep warm or something see now i want to see it before i was sort of so so even with the positive reviews i was like so so i don't need to see matt damon in space again i saw i saw not oblivion was it oblivion what was the one with jodie foster i saw that one i don't not good even though i love jodie foster in a ponytail and and like an accent um Mm -hmm. He was an interstellar. I feel like he's always in space. I said there's this funny meme going around too that between like Saving Private Ryan and uh, Interstellar and now The Martian that the American government has spent billions of dollars trying to retrieve Matt Damon. (laughs) Ever since he bought a zoo, I just haven't been interested in Matt Damon movies. Yeah, I missed I missed the zoo movie. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting choice that really Scott decided to cast Matt Damon and also Jessica Chastain after they had been in Interstellar. So, you know, that kind of felt a little bit stale at first when, and when see, seeing them for the first time um, in the opening scenes. But, um, I but know, this it was is an a enjoyable movie. movie. You liked it. I liked yeah. it. I'm not going to give away too much and I won't let you know whether or not he got rescued or not, but uh, he, he did a pretty good job. Um, there's a whole like slew of, uh, supporting players. It's a big ensemble piece. Um, 
the actor from 12 Years a Slave. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel. Chiwetel is on there. Chiwetel is playing, though, uh, Vincent Kapoor. And I was like, hold up. Yes. And I actually heard about this because uh, in the book, his character is pretty emphatically Indian. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, uh, maybe two thirds of the way in, they try to resolve that by being like, well, my mom uh, was a black woman and my father was a Hindu. And we're like, okay. But why, <laughs> why not just cast an Indian actor? What's so hard? Like, is there, there's no shortage. Hmm. Colorblind <sighs> you know, casting. It, that's what it is. Well, if it's colorblind, why can't you just change, just change it? Well, I guess they're, they're basing yeah. it off the book. And, you know, but I guess that was also after his turn in 12 Years a Slave. So they were like, he didn't want right to be now. too Let's, black in this movie. Well, no, but I think that, you know, he, you know, he got a shine from, you know, all the accolades that he got from his performance on uh, 12 Years a Slave. And then, you know, they, they got him on board that. So they were like, well, screw it. We'll just figure this out somehow. So why not just change his name? Is his being Indian uh, important to the story at all? No, not at all. It's, it's really kind of one of the more sort of strange, uh, you know, strange choices for the film. But, you know. So he's there, and like I said, Kristen Wiig is there. Uh, one of those Mara girls is there, and also not, Childish. Not Gambino. the one I like. The other one. The other Mara is there. <laughs> not the, the other one. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Childish Gambino is, is also involved. Ooh. Oh boy. Yeah, he's there too. I have a hard time accepting a person who tries to do a number of things when they have introduced themselves and identified themselves so distinctly in one genre. So I know him as a funny person. I know him as first a writer on 30 Rock and then on Community. And he was funny and I liked him. And now he wants to be a rapper and I can't really take him seriously because I can't tell if he's smirking or I'm smirking. But one of, I guess, the artists he's associated with is an un... I want to say a new person, a new artist or a new group that I hadn't mm-hmm. heard of before. Lion Babe. Yes. Which, yeah, yeah. you were like, we got to talk about this. And so I went to listen I mean, and I like very much. Do you not love them? Okay. Well, I'm going to blow your mind for a second. Speaking of sort of, you know, family business, uh, you know, uh, connections or relationships, the the lead singer of Lion Babe is actually the daughter of Vanessa Williams. Did you yes. Know that? I, I found that out when I went down my Lion Bay black hole. Um, okay. And I saw that Childish Gambino uh, connection, and I was like, mm, I don't know about this one. And then I listened, and then I read some more, and I love the music. The music is great. Oh, it sounds like it's like young, uh, uh, modern, like updated Erica Badu. Um, yeah, it's definitely got a modern Erica Badu feel. Um, it's like neo, the, neo soul. It's like super neo soul. Uh, the lead singer is Jillian Hervey, who, like I said, is uh, Vanessa Williams' daughter. She's I remember a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago, Vanessa Williams was on Watch What Happens Live, and her daughter was there, too. And this was kind of like, this is even before, like... Was she serving was drinks? Something. She wasn't serving drinks, but she was serving, like, 1970s uh, Studio 54 realness because she was wearing, like, these, like, really high-cut, tight like gold lame american apparel jeans and just like a black uh a tight black sort of like unitard top and at the time she was i think she was a dance student at nyu and she was really trying to soak up as much sort of attention as possible and she was like doing high kicks and you know pot of a raise (laughs) all over uh her very best sally o'malley yeah and i remember like she had released uh a couple of like solo efforts on YouTube. And uh, I was like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know about this. Like, you know, let mom, let mom handle the showbiz thing. But I was really shocked uh, after listening to their, I think it was like the, uh, that lead single jump. Um, and I really like, I like, I like their music. I like their style. I think she's really kind of really uh, developed into an entertaining performer. So Kudos to them. I can't stop listening to it. It's a really good EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one I'm liking right now is Wonder Woman. I think it's their most recent single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, Pharrell has actually produced that single. It's very good. should check it out. Maybe we should play a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. 
relatively kind of got like an underground kind of uh, flavor to them. But I wonder if they'll kind of break or when when they'll break, actually. Maybe with the single. Did it just come out? Mm, I think it's been out for maybe a couple months now. So. Oh, well, then probably not with the single. Well, maybe um, when Vanessa has her turn on The Good Wife, maybe they can play uh, some of that in, 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 in like her opening sequences. I still can't believe that you haven't been watching because I, I know, swear there's no have... way I would have gotten involved in this, this TV show if it not for your influence. I mean, well, I don't know. I, we go back and forth on this and yeah. like... How did you how did you start watching the like it was you? I was like, it was me, it was you. Because I mean, what would have I don't know what would have driven me to the good wife. Juliana Margulies? I'm not really a big I, Juliana stan. Chris I mean, Noth, maybe. Mr. Big? Yeah. Aren't you a sexy I don't know. city kid? I I probably you know, I, I really want to be there with you in very um in your in your in your good wife loves. I, hopefully this will be um this will be the motivation that I need to watch um to catch up and and see what's going on over there but uh yeah i haven't seen an episode i think i've seen the first episode twice and and that's it but you know now that vanessa williams will be in the mix um i'm really excited about that and i really hope that she just plays her wilhelmina slater character from ugly betty i mean possible it it is possible i think it's also necessary if it ain't broke don't fix it she just needs to come in and be bossy and confident and a nemesis to christine baranski and julia release's eyebrows that's right well you know well that was the great thing about Mina slater is that she always had that like cocked eyebrow to the side you know Mm -hmm. and gave like that scowl that's gonna be her closing Mm -hmm. argument it's just that cocked eyebrow just an arch and a glance Okay, what else is happening here? Um, American Horror Story. I tried to watch this new one. Uh, Hulu wouldn't let me do it, so I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to uh, find uh, a, a way to do so it who, on demand. Hulu blocked you from from doing anything. With yeah, it, okay. Hulu blocked me. I think it's, oh, I think it's free on Amazon. Hmm, I never get over yeah, to Amazon. Check it out I always forget. I signed up for it by oh, accident really? so that I could Be watch careful, Transparent. They, they get you. They get you good, too, because after that 30 days... You see that $99 charge in your credit card, and you're like, I've been hacked. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, no. Here the, you nope. hear the receipts. You requested this nope. specifically because you thought you don't were going to get away with that? something. I hate it so much, but now I have it. And it's and then you like don't have any use for it, really, because you've watched all the transparent, and it's like, how many times am I going to you know, order some bullshit for free two-day shipping? You know, you just find yourself like buying stupid-ass shit. Yeah. Trying to justify the fact that you were too slow on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put uh, it on my calendar. I didn't set a reminder. Trigger, did, did not set a reminder, and now you're stuck with the prime for the year, and that's how you get treated. Right. Yeah. Anyway, well, there is a perk. You can you can watch <laughs> the the premiere of American Horror Stories season five now yeah. for free. Yes. On with your Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it. Um, Any yeah, good? I, I don't. Here's the thing. Maybe I'm just uh, a woman of a particular age now, but it just seems like everything is just so overly just like sex is sexified and the gore and the blood in this first episode. It was just it's not even scary anymore. It's more just like jolting and traumatizing. It's just too much. It's too much. Um, So for me, the first episode was just. Too gratuitous and in sex and too blood. gratuitous and like sex overload. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, Lady Gaga makes her debut in like basically a very bad romance music video uh, intro. Um, she plays this hundred million year old vampire that um, lives in a hotel downtown LA with her her lover Matt Fulmer. And they go to uh, they go to they go to Hollywood Forever c- uh, Cemetery what, during watch movie night. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, no, they they were of course watching like uh, like Dracula from the forties to find their victims that they take to the hotel, have a big orgy with, and then kill them off. So um, it's a it's a big departure for Gaga. Obviously, yeah. this mm-hmm. is a transformative role. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be. Um, 
sticking up with this uh, this new this latest season. Well, here's the thing: it's Halloween season. It's October, and I, I when the first American Horror Story started showing commercials, I remember during the summer of whatever year it was, I remember seeing those and being freaked out because they had that guy in the black like latex suit, and uh, mm-hmm. you didn't really have. Uh, like horror on television. And so it was like this right. new novel thing. And I was really intrigued. And I think I saw it in the middle of the night in a hotel room by myself. And so I was freaked out, but I was like, I want yeah. to see this. And I never got around to it last year at Halloween. I finally did. And I burned through the first, I think it was 10 or 13 episodes. It was only 10 or 13 episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was good. And, you know, I'm yeah. a fan of Connie Britton. I'm a fan of Connie Britton's hair. I watch check, Nashville check, check. every week. <laughs> <laughs> How am I not surprised? I mean, sure. honestly, you you fall into the female 35 to 57 <laughs> demo. Like, Good Wife, That's Nashville. Right. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if there was some devious maids action in there. <laughs> so, yeah, last year I watched the first season of American Horror Story. This year I'm into American Horror Story Coven, which I'd never yes. seen. But when I heard that that was coming out, I was like, this will be the next one I'm into. And I'm glad that they sort of make each season its own st- its own thing so that you don't have to watch from season to season. Cause I wasn't interested really in American horror story freak show or American horror story asylum. But I'm about halfway through coven now. And it's great. When I saw Kathy Bates was going to be on and Angela Bassett with Jesse I mean, Lang, sign me up. And I'm- also Francis Conroy in coven is nothing short of amazing. She's basically- so good. She's doing like a, a really note perfect Grace Coddington impression. She's doing it so to the T. It's it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Um, but, uh, but you you were had you already seen or did you just start watching Coven? You know what? I have kind of seen like pieces here and there, and of course, I was really there for Angela Bassett's um, performance. Uh, Why was she nominated for an Emmy? I know she didn't win, but she should have. She might have been. I mean, the simple fact that she's rocking those Patra, Queen of the Pack, like braids. Yeah, yep, those dirty wine, like yes. poetic justice braids. Braids that are like cascading down her shoulders. She's so good. In this one episode, she like she drinks fire and invokes a thriller. It's so good. Like the zombies come to life. You can hear Vincent Price in the background, practically. Oh, it's so good. So uh, good. Rosie O'Donnell's daughter ran away. That's a thing. Again? Uh, well, I feel like yeah. she's always running away. She's always running away. <laughs> she, well, she ran away, away like then, a month ago or like two months ago, and she ran off to New Jersey. Yeah, and she's Rosie always like running on. off to Seaside Heights. <laughs> the taffy is good, but girl. <laughs> just stay in Miami. Why would you run away from... <sighs> I don't know. I guess Rosie has her issues, but that mansion in Star Island in Miami? I'm I ain't saying, going nowhere. I'm not I going anywhere not, e- either. So here's the thing. Going, I'm not going to flee to Tom's River to stay in some like a meth den with some dude I met on Tinder. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, yeah she ran off to down. Seaside Heights. Rosie got got scared, went on Twitter, and like, my daughter is missing. She's off her meds. They found her in Rosie? Jersey. Rosie jumped on her jet ski <laughs> uh-huh. and went cruised up, up the coast, Jersey, yeah, up to the Jersey Shore. Hurricane Rosie, Katrina Part Two, <laughs> uh, retrieved her, brought her home. But I guess the daughter has run away again. She said that she's going to go and live with her biological mother um, because she doesn't want anything to do with Rosie. And mm-hmm. uh, since going back to her biological mother, I think she has um, reunited with that like methy boyfriend of hers that she found on t- Tinder and she has oh. gone to live with him in the attic of his mother's house. Isn't and, that romantic? Isn't that romantic? And then she did, she gave this interview to to like some tabloid where she was saying, you know, Rosie isn't what she seems. She's not actually a good mother because, you know, she doesn't value us kids. She calls me her problem child. She smokes weed. She has a whole house dedicated to like arts and crafts and she goes in there and she smokes weed and, and smokes she weed and, crafts gets high. and listens to Madonna and Chris Brown and isn't she terrible? She hit me with a koosh ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she was trying to prove with this expose. Yeah, I, what, I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. That sounds like a party to me. Yeah. Let me listen, Rosie, bring me down to Star Island and I will koosh and I will decoupage and we will listen to beautiful people. 
the yeah, remix exactly. in the craft house. Let's go. You can adopt me, Rosie. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I'm ready. I'll, I'll... If you're listening, Rosie, our bags are packed and we're ready to go if you're looking to adopt a couple of idiots from the internet. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. Please be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, tweet us at This Dummy Tweets. Thanks for listening, and we'll meet you back here next week with some fresh, hot nonsense.